Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to the Press Box, a radio show. When you turn us on, you're gonna be in the know. Cause we're working all the time. Yes, sorry. Checking every storyline. We got it. How do you do? Now we're in the Press Box. Everything will be alright. Shoot it, big fella. He does. And he nailed it. Party time in T-Town. Well, it's Chris and a ham, J.D. on a coast, and Mike is working the beat in the whole damn state. Cause we working all the time. Good. Checking every storyline. Oh, do it, baby. Now we're in the press box. Everything will be all right. Trip stack right side, pitch to Carnell, who will throw a wide open Anthony Nix. Touchdown, Tiger. Here we go. On and on and on and on. That's what we do. Checking every storyline. Big, big, big. Welcome to the press box. Everything will be alright. It's cut. Wow. No doubt about it. When you hear that song on this show, it means. It means. It's Friday. Friday inside the press box with Mike Grace from the Breakline Optic Studios. Welcoming you in. JD Byers is with us from Mobile. Chris Stewart checking in shortly from Columbia, South Carolina, where he's on the road with Alabama baseball. And we start hour number two talking Auburn Tigers with our buddy Zach Blackerby of the Locked On Auburn podcast and the Auburn Wire. Great to have you with us, sir. We expect that we didn't hear it last night, but should hear the name Roger McCreary fairly early tonight when the NFL draft resumes. Yeah. You would think you would think a lot of corners got taken off the board last night. So uh, there's probably what two or three more corners in front of him until uh, until a team will take him. So yeah, I'm thinking mid to late second. A lot of people have him around you know the 50th, the 55th pick in mock draft. So we'll see if that holds up tonight. The uh, Alabama receiver Jamison Williams goes high, number 12 pick, Detroit Lions, despite the January 10th ACL injury. Roger McCreary, help me out. He he did not play in the bowl game in Birmingham against uh, uh, Houston. Houston, correct? Yeah. Was he injured, right. or did he just stay, or did he lay out of the game to prevent injury? I'm trying to remember if he was bummed up. No, no, he he, he just he just didn't play um, like a lot yeah. of people do in those type of bowl games. So oh, yeah. he he just opted out. No um no medical concerns for Roger McCreary. His slip has been 100 percent due to um the measurements uh, of his arms. Uh, they're about two inches shorter than the average starting corner. And that was one of the big, that was all the talk in mobile for the senior bowl week until uh, Kenny Pickett's hand size got measured. Um, and of course we saw him go last night, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, Roger, uh, Roger doesn't have any health questions or anything like that. Yeah. There's some pretty good corners too, because uh, you know, the Cincinnati corner, at least he's off the board. He goes really fast jets. Ahmad sauce Gardner, one of my, favorite names there and then strong uh, i, I want to say there was a corner or a safety that's still on the board for georgia uh but yeah the the way it's shaping up in the sec gets 12 taken yesterday albeit most of those came from athens georgia um uh, your thoughts on who else may go from auburn or has the ability to perhaps be a, a late draftee or a, even a free agent 
Sure, yeah, and you mentioned all those Georgia guys. Like, the fact that five Georgia guys went to Kobe Dean still on the board? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, as far as other Auburn guys, Roger will probably go tonight uh, at some point. And then, you know, depending on where you look, some folks have Zacoby McLean as a draftable player uh, and ranked higher than Smoke Monday. And then some places have Smoke Monday higher than, than Zacoby McLean. So, of course, Smoke, the longtime starting safety for the Tigers, and Zacoby, the, the longtime starting linebacker, one of the best tacklers in college football over the last two seasons. But questions as far as, you know, how big he is and um, angles in the passing game. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the team takes a flyer on both of those guys, uh, probably tomorrow, maybe even later yeah. tomorrow for both of those guys. At least Owen Papo's name's not on the list. He's uh, coming back. And then uh, I was going to say this for a segment later. We do our, our headlines, but it applies here. Because Zach Blackerby, Locked On Auburn podcast, uh, great job covering the Auburn Tigers and the Auburn Wire, is recruiting a guy out of Coppell, Texas, a 2023 safety named Braxton Myers. Four-star, 6'1", says by May 16th, I'm going to announce, he's the number 20th overall player in Texas. And that may sound like, yeah, he's number 20. It's Texas. Texas has a ton of great athletes. And, And USC and Cal, they want him to go west. But there's a whole bunch that want him to go east. And even though Braxton Myers' dad is Michael Myers, who played at Alabama in 96, mom went to Auburn back during the Bo Jackson era. And it looks like he could very well, Braxton Myers, be a safety that has Auburn on his radar. Yeah, any defensive back, Auburn's got a chance with because Zach Etheridge is going to be part of that recruitment. And what Zach Etheridge oh, yeah. is doing right now is – Incredible. You saw him get Terrence Love a few weeks ago out of Georgia, a really talented, versatile defensive back. So, uh, yeah. I, and, you know, Brian Harson, we, I mean, we've seen a totally different approach to Auburn's recruiting this cycle than we did last year. And I'm sure some of it has to do with, you know, time and, you know, realizing, oh, okay, you know, I'm not at Boise State anymore. The SEC is different. These people never stop working. Um, but, his approach this cycle that he doesn't care what your relationship with Alabama is. I mean, and we're seeing that with them possibly flipping the five-star defensive back Jaleel Hurley, um, you know, and a lot of people kind of predicting that flip to happen sometime in the next month or so. And so um, Auburn fans, you know, they look at it like, Oh, there's only two commits right now, but there's a lot of irons in the fire. I think, I think over the next few months, Auburn's recruiting class has a chance to really beef up a little bit. The, uh, you know, I saw I write a book, and I, I'm going to go on tour and do book signings. If uh, if if a movie's coming out, they'll send the actors around to do like the Today Show and Ellen and all this stuff. Right now, Auburn coming off what happened, you know, less than a year ago with Brian Harson's future. Enlighten our listeners, if you will, uh, Zach, about Tiger Takeover and what's going statewide with the Auburn assistant coaches? I don't know a whole lot about that, but I do know the messaging has drastically shifted since all of that happened. And I mean, you're seeing it with, uh, with Harson, with his staff. I think you're seeing it with, uh, with Auburn's social media team. I mean, there's just been so much effort and intention in making Harson look like an approachable human being. And I'm not saying he wasn't that last year. But they didn't show us that. And now they're going out of their way to show us that 
Brian Harson's approachable. Brian Harson's relatable. Brian Harson's likable. He has fun with his players. He he um, he he interacts with the parents uh, with the parents of the players and families of the players. Um, so you know, I, I think all of that's just kind of um, I think it's all just kind of tied together and making Brian Harson the most likable that you possibly can. Zach Blackerby heads up the Locked On Auburn podcast and the Auburn Wire, the new Sports Illustrated uh, version. Auburn uh, Daily. Auburn, Auburn Daily. Daily. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Auburn Daily. Yeah. Let's get let's get that right. That makes sense. The Auburn Daily it is. And then again, part of SI.com. Am I correct in that, in that part? Yeah? Yep. 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 All right. Let's uh, turn our attention to baseball, shall we? Can you remember a bigger weekend series in Auburn baseball since when? It's been a long time. It's been a really, really long time. And, you know, I, I didn't realize that Auburn hasn't hosted a regional since 2010. And they've got a chance to do it this year, a year where going into the season, Coach Thompson and his team, they were picked to finish last in the SEC West. They're, uh, they're in second. Um, you know, th- that, that may change this weekend because they've got their hands full in Knoxville. But, you know, what, what Tennessee is doing this season – is ridiculous. Like just frankly, it, it is insane. Eight sweeps on the season. A lot of those happening in SEC play. It's crazy. It's absolutely bonkers what they're doing. And so, if Auburn can win one this weekend, I think you're happy. But if they can win two, I mean, all of a sudden you're 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 in the driver's seat um, to potentially be in place to host a super regional in a few weeks, which would be. Um, Really, really crazy to see. I mean, they've got they've got Tennessee obviously starting tonight in the three game series in Knoxville, and then they come back home and they host Arkansas, which um, you know, they're 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 pretty good too. It's a, the fact if you can go three and six <laughs> yep. in those games, um, wow, what an opportunity you have in front of you. Because a year ago, you're looking at going to the to the Vols. A year ago, Auburn wasn't really good on the road. This year. Uh, a 180 almost for Butch Thompson's team playing a lot better away from Plainsman Park. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you just talk about how huge that is. Anytime yeah. you don't get swept on the road in the SEC West, it's almost like a, okay, all right, that could have been a lot worse. And, and you know, that almost happened a few weeks ago when they went to uh, Starkville to play Mississippi State. They got that Sunday, that strong Sunday outing from Joseph Gonzalez for them to get that last win. And that's probably what's going to happen this weekend, guys. Unless Auburn finds a way to win tonight, um, it's really going to come down to what they do on Sunday with Joseph Gonzalez because their their Saturday starter, Trace Bright, I think he's fantastic, but the relief that they have kind of been able to shuffle through, they haven't been able to find anybody to kind of come in and finish the outing after Trace Bright uh, gets done for the day. So um, it last uh, last weekend when they swept South Carolina, every game they had to put Carson Skipper in in the eighth and Burke Halter in in the ninth. And that's just not – they may do it this weekend because it's such a big series, but over the course of the rest of the season, that's not sustainable. You need somebody else to step up. Uh, Zach, we talked to the voice of the Tigers, Andy Bertram, here yesterday, and we talked about, you know, the, the opposite natures – of these teams and even their head coaches. You got the cocky Tony Vitello for Tennessee. You've got a, a cool, competent, comfortable Butch Thompson for Auburn. And their teams reflect that, do they not? I think so. I think so. Yeah, you look at what Tennessee does. They've got dudes that just hit dingers a really, really long way. 
you know, they've got like four guys that can throw it 100. So, I mean, it's an all-or-nothing type team, and it's been all right now. Uh, not, very little nothing over the course of this season. Yeah, then Butch, it's just a bunch of guys that believe in themselves. And then you look at the dugout, and they're a family. They're close. They're having fun. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I didn't really think about that. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. Talk about two different styles, and we did talk to Andy about this. When, when the dugouts are looking at each other and you're playing at Tennessee, that should make for some good TV. This is going to be SEC Network. It'll uh, be a first-pitch series opener at 6 o'clock tonight. By the way, is that 6 Eastern, Mike? Uh, I think it's 7 o'clock central. central. I think it's 6 Central. Yeah, yeah. From okay, what I thought, so they'd be 7 out on the seven out Eastern. Eastern. That is, that's right. Yeah. So 6 o'clock. Uh, but the two styles will clash, and it may be – you know, situation where you're mature enough, Auburn, that, you know, you're you're going to have some some cockiness, and if you get behind, expect it. It's going to come, but just play and don't be anything other than yourselves and be a good version of each player at their own position. I, I'm, I'm going to be glued to it. I'm really excited about seeing this series and see what happens between Auburn and Tennessee. I'm there with you. Yeah, I'm going to have two screens in my living room. I'm going to have the NFL draft on one of them. I'm going to have Auburn, Tennessee – on the other. But yeah, I mean, I, I expect Tennessee to jump out on this one, you know, unless Hayden Mullins just has an outstanding start, which he may. He's been pretty good this year. But this team has done such a good job of, no matter how far they're down, finding ways to, to climb back in it. And sometimes it's two or three innings of, you know, just chipping away at it. And then every now and then, like it was with, I guess it was game two last weekend against South Carolina, where they just. They, they used a really strong seventh inning to catapult themselves back in front. So this team doesn't give up. They fight until uh, there's no outs left. And over the course of the season, that allows you to win some games that you probably shouldn't. We'll wrap up uh, Zach Blackerby with the Locked on Auburn podcast and the Auburn Daily uh, with a basketball question. Did I see a couple other names on this Auburn roster that are departing for the transfer portal? Uh, there's some guys that have entered the NFL draft. There you go. Um, That's what it is. Yeah. 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 So. Obviously, Jabari and Walker Kessler have entered the draft with the intent to stay. They've signed an agent that's not affiliated with the NCAA, so they're they're gone. Um, but Alan Flanagan and Dylan Cardwell are testing the draft waters, which isn't surprising. I actually thought more people would do this. I thought you might see Wendell Green and Katie Johnson do this as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're not signing an agent or anything like that, so they'll be able to come back before the deadline, which is in a few weeks. Um, but it's good you can, to hear from NFL scouts what you need to work on, and you get to go through the process and possibly develop your skills a little bit and kind of learn to see, okay, this is what's expected of me if I'm to make that next step. Um, and so I, I think it's, it, it may be a good thing, but yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect both of these guys to come back. Zach, always enjoy our visits. Tell our audience where they can find your podcast and your content on the uh, Auburn Daily. Yeah, AuburnDaily.com for all the written stuff. And then however you consume media, just search Locked on Auburn, whether it's a certain podcast app or YouTube or whatever it may be. And then I, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me hop on for a few minutes. You're welcome. Oh, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Zach Blackerby. And again, he is a channel manager as well for the Locked on Network. So if there's a team out wow. there anywhere, uh, Locked on's got a, a podcast covering it. So check it out. Zach, thanks for the time. Have a great weekend, man. Hey, thanks, guys. You bet Auburn and Tennessee tonight. Game two for Alabama and South Carolina after the Gamecocks walked it off against the Tide last night. 6-5 was that final 
from Columbia. They'll resume that series with Game 2 tonight. Our Chris Stewart will have the call on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. There was another SEC baseball game from last night. Uh, Texas A&M, the 21st-ranked Aggies, beat Vandy in Nashville. 5-1 was that final. So they'll play Game 2 tonight uh, there in Nashville. Five other SEC series begin tonight. We mentioned already number 19 Auburn at number 1 Tennessee. We also get... Uh, LSU at 22, hosting the 14th-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. That'll be a good one. Ole Miss goes to number 5, Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State is at Missouri, and Kentucky is at Florida. Uh, We talk about our in-state teams. J.D., your Jags, a weekend trip to face number 17, Texas State, a club that uh, swept Little Rock last weekend, but had their nine-game winning streak snapped Tuesday in a midweek contest, so maybe some momentum. And, And the Jags coming off a big win over Tulane on Tuesday. Yeah, had some really good uh, midweek pitching. Uh, got the hits early. Didn't even give up a run. They they had two lanes shut out until uh, ninth. So uh, hopefully that will spill over into a, a road a road series. But it's going to be a very tough road to hoe here because Texas State's pitching is just phenomenal, top to bottom. Their rotation uh, is is the best in the league. So wishing Mark Calvi and the Jags a whole lot of success. Elsewhere around the state, Troy uh, will welcome Georgia State to Riddle Pace Field. Right now, the Trojans at 10-8 and eight in Sunbelt Conference play. I think they're in fifth place in the overall league standing, so trying to gain ground on Georgia State, which is a couple of spots ahead of them. Uh, UAB, man, did they have a battle this weekend. If you're around the Birmingham area can get to Young Memorial Field, they get this uh, fourth-ranked Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles, number four team in the country, comes to UAB this weekend. Man, Casey, they are surging. Yeah, Casey Dunn and his club have their work cut out for them. Last I checked, I think the Golden Eagles were 32 and 8. Not sure what they did midweek, but uh, at worst, 32 and 9 or 33 and 8, one or the other. And uh, just outstanding team. So a, a big, big weekend I mean, for if, UAB. If they keep this going regular season, don't even win their tournament, they could still be a host site as an at large. Right? Yeah, I and mean, they're, and, they're, and maybe even a super regional. I mean, yeah, they, they there's could, there's they're teens in their RPI, yeah. fourth ranked in a, in America. Yeah, they're playing really well. I think they and the Jags have one more uh, for a three game set. South Alabama and Southern Miss are one and one in the previous two, and I think the loss for South Alabama went to extra innings. That is currently a non conference matchup that will soon. Be a conference yep. matchup. Yeah, yep. Southern Miss yep. coming into the Sun Belt. That's going to be a great ad for baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, as far you know, being uh, a little self-centered here for the Jags, that's going to be a great rivalry between the two schools. Now, every James sport. Madison, yeah. everybody yep. else. Yep. Nah. Yep. Yeah, but Southern Miss will be natural. Uh, oh or, yeah, you know, just 75, 90 miles, something like that between uh, Mobile and Hattiesburg. So uh, that'll be fantastic. Elsewhere around the state, Sanford is hosting a ranked team, twenty-fifth ranked Wofford. The Terriers come to a town. In, uh, in Homewood, Jacksonville State is on the road. They'll travel to Florence for a weekend at UNA. So those two in-state rivals match up in Atlantic Sun play. Uh, in the SWAC, Alabama State has the best record in the SWAC, a 13-3 and league mark. They host the second-place team. That's Bethune-Cookman, uh, the team out of Daytona that comes to Montgomery this weekend. And uh, Alabama A&M in the midst of a five-game road week. They dropped a Tuesday and Wednesday midweek matchups. And they get uh, the road trip continues. Uh, three games set in the SWAC at Jackson State this weekend for the Bulldogs of Alabama A&M. Still to come, more NFL draft talk. We go to Vegas and visit with A.P. Stedham of the Football Writers Association of America and our friends at WHEP AM 1310, 92.5 FM, the talk of Baldwin down in Foley, Alabama. And up next, J.D.'s got headlines for a Friday. That's usually pretty interesting. And you said you, you're saving a couple things for us? A few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hold your horses, what's a, what's a What's a Major League Baseball brawl? 
We need to find that better when we're talking about sports writing. A better, better way with the brawl, melee, yeah, fracas. We'll we'll check this uh, the, the stars when we come back inside the press box.